Cornstruck with Clark and Alyssa. So at some point we need to go from these chapters to Harry riding Buckbeak with Ron's little sister on the back of it. And Harry has a sword. And Harry does not have a sword. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I know I take the jacket off my books, but I'm pretty sure there isn't a sword on it. <laughs> like, there was on one of them. Uh, so you're, you're, you're getting the phoenix that... Yeah, that's and, what it was. Yeah. The sword of Gryffindor, which sounds just so cheesy. I mean, like it, it's just like covered in crystals and stuff. Eh, sounds like a lousy sword. Anyway, good thing he's not holding it. Nope, he's riding a uh, hippogriff <laughs> with Ron's little sister on the back. Paint me a picture, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Buckbeak's wearing a big ol' harness. Anyway, so who knows how we'll get there. Especially since mm-hmm. Buckbeak's... Buckbeak's dead, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the head roll myself, but... Uh... They they lead you to believe that Buckbeak's awful dead. Mm-hmm. You thought Buckbeak was dead last. Yeah, yeah. Last episode. Do you still think Buckbeak's dead? Uh, he's on the cover. He's on the cover. <laughs> I don't know. He could be dead. Misleading cover art. Yeah, but it's misleading. It left it pretty open. It makes it seem like Buckbeak's still alive somehow, and Buckbeak's gonna like save the day somehow. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So are you recovered from 20 minutes of word struck yet? I mean, I mean, I'm I'm probably just scarred forever now. Yeah. That That's... was a weird episode. Yeah. Uh, we were guests on our sister podcast 20 minutes of banter. <laughs> and I like uh, calling them the sister. <laughs> yeah, they're they're a sister cast. That's fine. Um and it's uh, their format is significantly different than ours, so the conversation went in a completely different direction. It's just it's a whole lot of creating characters and then yeah. playing with that, and it's I, I missed all of the improv classes in my life, <laughs> all of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a really bad yes ander. Yeah, and I'll do it. You're you're good yet. You're good at yes and. Yeah, yeah. It just gets a bit weird with all of us. That's all. It's, we all I, yes and in different directions, so we just kind of need to like pull it all I together. And I sit back and watch, and then Dan tries to get me to play, and I'm, I'm, it's yeah, it's the dead end that we all know it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know why they keep having me back. They're like and Alyssa, <laughs> and then it's just kind of crickets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. We'll edit resumes for sandwiches. Yes, that's, that's I think the best that I've ever come up with on their podcast. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they keep inviting us back. Um, but they do, and it was fun. Because they like us. Yeah. Got, and they're all right, I guess. Got to test out some <laughs> studio upgrades, so that was kind of fun. There's more blankets on my wall. <laughs> it's it's more than that. It's more than that. I, I put effort into it. It looks nice. Yeah. So, <clears throat> what are we talking about today, Alyssa? We're talking about chapters 17 and 18 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. That's a young adult book, guys. It's uh, by J.K. Rowling. Please, please mansplain this <laughs> <laughs> to me. It's in the fictional world of uh, Harry Potterverse, Potterville. Anyway, yeah. What's uh what happened in chapter seventeen then? Chapter seventeen is called Cat, Rat, and Dog, 
And in this chapter, Scabbers, Scabbers runs away and the trio runs after him. The giant dog attacks, dragging Ron into the Whomping Willow and to the Shrieking Shack. And then there, they learn that the dog is Sirius Black, Lupin is a werewolf, and that those two believe Scabbers is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Yeah. They so, believe he is. It's a lot of scuffles. Yeah. A lot of scuffles. Um, boy. You find out a lot, kind of. I don't know. These two chapters were pretty intertwined. Yeah. I, I And this, like, we had, uh, going into this this episode, we had six chapters left. Yeah. And I swear, four of those chapters I melded into, like, I thought we were going to be farther along yeah. at, this, <laughs> at this discussion point. And so... I, I think I I remember like more denouement in this story than yeah. actually exists. We we could do a rare mashup and you could explain what happens in chapter 18 as well and then we just freely talk. Or I can edit that out. <laughs> let's let's leave this but if we if we bleed. Okay. Over. Let's be okay with it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so because of the how similar these two are, there's probably going to be a bit of bleed over. We're not going to stick quite as tightly to the exclusively chapter 17, exclusively chapter 18 stuff because honestly, I <laughs> it's, they get it blurs together yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try to avoid spoiling anything because I think, like like I said, it's <laughs> all blends together. What comes up next might yeah might blur in because we we left on a cliffhanger in, in that next chapter too of of snape interrupting lupin so. yeah yeah and and serious saying all sorts of stuff to black and like just serious black as a character it's just fascinating that he's there um yeah was it how okay so yeah yeah elephant in the room yeah the dog that you swore was was lupin yeah not lupin not lupin it's serious how surprised were you? I was pretty surprised. Walk me through that process. <laughs> it's It was definitely like, serious has not been subtle. Thing is, like, it would have, in my mind, it made more sense for it to be Lupin because it seemed like it didn't mind being seen. You know, it was just walking. It was kind of trotting across school property where you could just see it from the window, you know, with the cat that one time. And then also Harry's just kind of seen it randomly. And it, it just seemed like it wasn't playing it super, super cautiously. So in my mind, that just reinforced that it was Lupin because it's like, yeah, reports get around that there's a dog and Harry goes and talks to Dumbledore and Dumbledore would be like, okay, close the door. Like, let's talk. And it's like, you know, it, it, so it just seems like, man, Sirius is just walking around. Like it, it's, he wasn't hiding really. He's been right there like the whole time. Like and and we haven't in these two chapters. Mm-hmm. I I feel like we were promised at the beginning to hear why they think that Ron's rat is yeah. Peter Pettigrew, which they didn't really explain like they kind of started and then well I mean in that like they each had their animal all we know is that Peter Pettigrew is a rat so we're not even I'm not even convinced at this point that that rat is Peter Pettigrew it could just be any old rat yeah how serious got that idea even in his mind yeah yeah and then also how serious escaped hmm we don't 
how, we, we, we were, how I he feel escaped like, Azkaban? Yeah. 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 And how he got there. We didn't, we didn't get any of this. Yeah. Nothing. And so what, what we did get was here's how, like, here, here's why I'm here. Yeah. Your rat is Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. And, and that's why he attacked Ron. He's Peter Pettigrew because he can become a rat because we all taught ourselves how to become animals illegally yeah. and very dangerously as small children. Which is awesome. It's okay, so I, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that <laughs> yeah. because last chapter you were real down on that man if he just became an animal, what an annoying Yeah plot twist. But if the, that's how he got out of Azkaban, that would still annoy me. Even with the context that it's very, very difficult to that, become that an it's animal. Very difficult. Yeah. I I was yeah. I did not remember how difficult that was. That yeah. there have been seven in a century. Yeah. In my mind, like I think that there's a big gray market of animagists. I, I think there are far more than seven. Far more than That's seven. That's probably fair. <laughs> because, like, why why tell anybody? Like, unless you absolutely have to. I think seven people got caught. That's my thought. Like, But I, I don't think it's quite as rare as they make it out to be. But it is rare. Uh, I think some people are born that way, but other people have to go through the rituals and stuff. But if high schoolers can figure it out, I mean, I know they're really exceptional students, but like, if they can figure it out, then then lots of people have figured it out in yeah. my mind. Even though they are very intelligent, I mean, even making that map, like they these guys are next level. These guys would go on to MIT and end up billionaires in yeah. no time. Like they should be running the world at this point. The yeah. only reason they're not is one's a werewolf, one's yeah. dead, yeah, and one <laughs> got arrested for the other one's murder. <laughs> So two are dead. <laughs> well, because Harry's dad is the other one. Harry's dad yes. is Prongs. Yeah. So or him and are, Pettigrew are so supposedly do think, dead. Do you think Peter Pettigrew's dead? Yeah. Uh, n- <laughs> I still think this ties into my throwaway theory a long time ago, where what if Sirius is innocent and it was actually the guy that got blown up was the bad guy. I threw that out there as like a curveball way at the beginning. I'm starting to think way that's at the it. Beginning. Yeah. Halfway through the book. Way, way. <laughs> four episodes You didn't ago. call it in chapter one. No. Uh, but uh, um, I'm starting to think that's more the direction it is. Something something about Pettigrew. Though Sirius, oh boy, this is next chapter. But Sirius doesn't deny killing Harry's parents either, though. Like, Harry says, you killed my parents. And he's like, yeah, yeah kind of. But there's more to it. And it's like, well... <laughs> But yeah, you killed them. So well, yeah. I I mean, who actually pulled the trigger? Yeah. Voldemort. But yeah. how did the circumstances get there? Yeah, I. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear how that yeah. actually is explained to them. But to answer your question, uh, I think Peter Pettigrew is alive. Is Scabbers? Um, it probably replaced Scabbers somehow mm. uh i wouldn't be surprised if like there is a scabbers and then there is a Pettigrew, and they're kind of two different things and ron the rat kid didn't notice that his rat changed well the hard part is is like how did Pettigrew get in, get into ron's pocket or like how did how did scabbers become scabbers in the first place like has it been Pettigrew the whole time of scabbers to your life or is Scabbers just now Peter Two-year life. How old is Scabbers? 
13. 13? Holy cow. Remember when, when uh, they were in Diagon Alley? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they went to... Um, the, the animal emporium and there were and, the rats playing hop or jump yeah, rope and with they were tails. like how old is this rat it's yeah. a common house rat yeah i think 12 or 13 yeah. is what they said so maybe it lives longer because it's a person um so they certainly said a common house rat shouldn't live this long yeah yeah so it could be that um That'd be weird to just be somebody's pet rat, and that's just kind of the life that you take on. But it would give him access to Hogwarts. It would give him, you know, access to just all sorts of stuff. He could be up to no good. He could be helping Voldemort. He could be doing all sorts of stuff while being scabbers. Is there a chance they all have it wrong, though? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, Especially because, like, scabbers... Like, especially when you're in like a shrieking shack, like why just try to hide under Ron, like become a person again and and fight, you know, or bite everyone or bite everyone. Like you are yeah. tiny. You yeah. should be able like I, that's the part that I don't get. If this yeah. rat actually is Peter Pettigrew, why the heck is he still there? Yeah. That's... How is he not able to escape? <laughs> yeah. You've got to be able to slip out. And I know Ron is like holding him in his pocket or whatever, but like, dude, no, like, no. I, like, if an animal wants away that animal will do whatever it possibly can and so either there's there's some sort of belief that he thinks he's safer being held by a 13 year old in this room (laughs) full of adults who are ready to kill him 13 year old with a broken leg yeah or it's just a legitimately terrified creature that is clinging to the only human that still loves him very possible and i mean all the other people who are animals like They've just had it in their mind that, like, no, Peter Pettigrew is here for sure, and they'll just attack anything that looks like it. And, I mean, the Marauder's map was made by teenagers. And... Is it possible that it is broken? There's, it, there's has, It's reading something wrong. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, because it did say that... So Lupin... Okay, so here's what... His dot... Peter Lupin Pettigrew's said, dot was on Ron. Lupin said he was watching yeah. the map because he thought the trio was going to go to Hagrid's yeah. for the execution. And then he saw Sirius's name, and then he saw Peter. Er, he saw them leave Hagrid's hut with Peter Pettigrew, mm-hmm. and then Sirius attacked, and then they all went. Yeah. Oh boy. And, and I so forgot about that. One of my questions is: yeah. Is Lupin telling the truth? Is that actually what he saw? I think so. And I if that's know. what he saw, is the map <laughs> right? No, boy, I kind of forgot about that. Not gonna lie. Um. No, because I think the map's right. Yeah, I'm going to have to rescind some of that stuff because I think the map is right. Though, hmm. No, I think so. I think so. I think it's probably right because why lie about that? Um, there's there's still that chance. Lupin's not... Like he could, he could be he in could league with Sirius. In... I'm going to explain everything to you kids, he says, <laughs> yeah. as he explains very little. He did take their wands away too. Um, that's in the next chapter. So he could be doing some like next level long game reverse psychology. He could be. I'd like to think right now in the Shrieking Shack with all of them, I don't think the kids are in danger. Like legitimate danger. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't feel they're in danger either. There's I, I get the sense that they are very wary. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're in trustworthy company. Yeah, but I don't think Sirius is going to kill them as soon as he gets a chance. Because he was holding all of their wands at one point, 
and like Harry bum rushed him. Uh, I I that's think next it's, chapter again though. Yeah, shoot. I think it's very real that 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 they believe what they're telling the yeah, kids. Yeah, but that it's not actually what's happening. Yeah, but I think especially, we're seeing. Well, yeah, next chapter, especially because <laughs> Snape appears out of nowhere. Yeah. And, like, what's his deal? What's... Snape, yeah. I mean, he's still... The fact that he knew to go there in the first place, like, Snape's been on to them for a while, somehow. Um, and Snape must have seen something, or he made a copy of the map, or he swapped out the map or something like that with a fake one just so he could track them better. Or he had a similar hunch to Lupin that like these kids are going to get in trouble at this place. Yeah, that's true because he, he knew they would go to the execution too. So he probably was keeping just as close an eye on it. But why? He, he knows that they're all buddies like that. But <laughs> it, I, I mean, hmm. Snape doesn't strike me as a protective type. Yeah. And there's a question too of like, okay, how did Snape get past the Whomping Willow? Well, he probably knows the trick to it that involves magic. Because the boys had to do it without... They didn't know the, like, the magical spell to it, so they just kind of had to get creative. So how did Snape get in there? And why? Know. Just, just Why? Yeah. Why did he have whatever hunch he had to be in that place at that time? He's, like, I think he should he's... be down <laughs> in the dungeon doing his Snapely things. Mm, Snapely. And... Instead, he ends up that like like was he out on the grounds? Was he at at a high vantage point? Was he hanging out with Triolani and she gave yeah, him right. the same prediction? <laughs> like, was did he go with Dumbledore to yeah. Buckbeak's execution? Which, by the way, they totally said Dumbledore was at the execution, and I'm like, bull. Yeah, like no, we, it wasn't. We no, no it wasn't. like yeah. everyone's talking about like oh, we have to get away from here before Dumbledore sees us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I don't like kids. Sorry. Uh, Unless Dumbledore is Scabbers somehow. Or Crookshanks. Or Crookshanks. Dumbledore could be Crookshanks. It's true. Then why is Dumbledore on on Sirius's chest protecting him from Harry's attack? Yeah. Why is Dumbledore not Dumbledore again? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, hmm. Anyway. I don't know. That's so strange. Uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say on chapter 17 without getting right into 18's shenanigans. Well, let, let's talk about Hermione's reveal of Lupin as a werewolf. Was that this chapter? That was this chapter. Okay. Um, and so Lupin bursts in and mm-hmm. and hugs Sirius, and that's just the last straw for yeah, Hermione yeah. of, like, we have trusted you, and I have known that you're a werewolf since the day Snape taught us about werewolves, and... Yeah. Like, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. now here you are in league with Sirius. What yep. gives? And and it's 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 just an interesting like like Ron sees something there. He sees their interaction. He knows that like something's wrong here and he clings to like, get away from me, werewolf. So clearly this is like it's not a normal accepted thing yeah and no. lupin goes into his whole whole sad saga of i was bit really young and it was unthinkable for me even to go to school and they created the special circumstance for me and as far as we know there were no other werewolves yeah because they planted the whopping willow for him yeah which is kind of cool it's kind of cool yeah 
It's also like it's creative problem solving, I guess. Like it's got to be pretty rare for kids to be werewolves then yeah, if yeah. if they planted this tree for him and either that or or he was like a rare uh sort of controlled werewolf, I guess. Mm. If yeah. there are other sort of more um uh, what's like feral yeah. werewolves? Feral, feral werewolf. Yeah, it's hard. Hmm. Yeah, it seems like it was pretty rare. Like either he's a mild enough werewolf that that's possible, or yeah. And apparently, it's fairly widely known because yeah, seems to be. He's he's lived with this sort of cross his whole life, yeah. where he's not been able to hold jobs. Yeah. And I don't know if that's either like a mandatory reporting, like you have to fill, check that box on your. If you have to register to be an form. animagus, you probably have to register as a werewolf. Like, We're finding out a very some, like, dark world of wizarding. <laughs> yeah. That's like some. some Yeah. Holocaust crap. Yeah. Um, hmm. And. So either that or you lie about it and conceal it and, and keep it private in like a don't ask, don't tell scenario. Yeah. But people still find out anyway because once a month you go missing. And, yeah. And, and you come back really tired and like, yeah, people see. Rough the world. looking. Yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah, we learned a lot about Lupin and it seems like Lupin is still nice. He still like compliments Hermione and, and even like it, Sirius is like Ron you better stay off that leg or did Sirius say that or did Lupin say it I thought Sirius said that I think yeah I, th- I think he like like better keep your weight off that leg or you're gonna hurt yourself and it's yeah like, why, it's why like, are dude, you having you're this... the one who hurt me <laughs> yeah you broke my leg <laughs> like, yeah so yeah, yeah it's it's just it's all it's all very curious um and we haven't seen Lupin as a in wolf form yet either. Right. So yeah. we don't know, like, maybe the dog made sense to be Lupin, but we don't actually know what a werewolf looks like. Yeah. Like, it could be some teen wolf level, like, weird <laughs> half-human, half-wolf hybrid looking thing. Yeah. It could be a giant, giant wolf-like thing. Yeah. So it could be that Harry was seeing that. And then he saw the dog, and he thought that the dog was the Grim, but really the werewolf was the Grim, the dog was the dog. We don't know, like, anything. We still don't know who Crookshanks is. We still don't know who's Crookshanks. No clue. There's not five names on that map, as far as I can remember. Um, maybe there are. I guess I should look. But And. It's our good friend, And. It's our good friend, And. Yeah. <laughs> Her. <laughs> uh, Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, And. Prongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Crookshanks is somebody that sympathizes with Black. We we saw that. Um, boy. But Crookshanks also helped Harry and Hermione get under the Whomping Willow. Didn't need to. It could have gotten into the tunnel without them. Like, it could have just ditched them if it was a bad guy. So the cats, Crookshanks is a good guy, but also hates Peter Pettigrew. <sighs> this is weird. This is so weird. Um, I don't know. Do you think it was written like, is this an okay way to write this sort of action or is, are they leaving too much to hang? Like how, how well are they going to wrap this all up? <laughs> like, I, 
I felt like this chapter mm-hmm. was fairly well done. Hmm. It was next chapter that I had a lot of problems with. Oh, the exposition. It was just all yeah. exposition. It was fudge level three broomsticks exposition, <laughs> but yeah. with no actual credence to why people would stop and listen to this. I didn't believe that, like, I mean, as soon as they give Harry, Ron, and Hermione their wands, like, I... <sighs> <laughs> Yeah. I just don't believe that they're not going to stop listening and start fighting. Especially Harry. Especially Harry. Although we do see in this chapter, Harry gets the upper hand over Sirius. Yeah. And he has his wand pointed at Sirius. Yeah. And Crookshanks intervenes. But Harry pauses before that. Yeah, because he's soft. <laughs> yeah, like, and we had this conversation of would yeah. Harry actually do it? We did, yeah. And, and uh, you believed that he would. Well, yeah. Like, he's waited for this for a long time, but he just, like, holds back, which is weird. I don't know what spell he would have cast on him anyway. I don't know if he knows a killing spell or not. Um, who knows? I mean, cast one of your dueling spells, but cast it real hard, I guess. I mean, we know that... Voldemort used the killing curse. Have yeah. we even heard what that curse is yet? I don't yet? think so, no. No. And we don't know how, know how many there are, really. Yeah. Somewhere in there, Dementor is going to kiss somebody, too. So that's awkward. Um, there's so much to cover. Uh, so I, I think that's about all I had for this specific chapter, though. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, one other thing that I wanted to point out, which was Ron, who's taken all of the all of the serious black violence, uh, intervenes a little bit when when he hears. I or it's before Lupin even shows up before the scuffle, before Harry gets the upper hand. Ron yells at Sirius Black like you're going to have to kill all of us if yeah. you're going to kill Harry. Yeah. And that, to me, was a really heartening, loyal moment Yeah. for Ron. Yeah. I was a little annoyed that, like, he's speaking for Hermione as well. But I think he was <laughs> speaking for her accurately. Yeah. Like, I, I think yeah. they were all there, and they were, they were ready to fight for their lives. Yeah, for sure. And then Sirius responds with, there's only going to be one, which is all cryptic. And, like, at that uh, point, we don't know why. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it, it sounds extra creepy of, like, because I'm, I'm here to finish my, my yeah whatever I set out to do. I'm here to kill one of three of you. Like, I'm here to kill either Ron, Harry, or Hermione, which I think he was just referring to Pettigrew. But, um, I mean, after hearing all of next chapter, I think that makes sense. Yeah. That Pettigrew's who he's set out to get but hmm. but yeah that moment of like if you're if you want to kill harry you have to kill us all and of course he just cryptically like he could if that were oh, what man. he really meant he could say i'm here to kill peter Pettigrew. yeah right or like your rat is not who you think it any anything literally anything else literally to deliver anything. the information instead of this cryptic like especially because he like smiles kind of like this whole time and when he and when harry's like you killed my parents he just kind of like almost smiles like he's just kind of like smug about this whole thing which is really weird like i think some of that might have to do with 12 years in azkaban yeah yeah 
like 12 years with dementors he got out we don't know how but I i don't think you get out of that unchanged yeah yeah that's true i think there's some residual like he's been slowly driven mad or seems like close to mad he's definitely purely focused on that one thing you know and he said he's waited too long for this when he's lunging is this all in the next chapter am i crazy um yeah i think i think some of his like i've waited i've waited that that sort of like hurry it up come on is, i've waited like, i've waited be, be in the voice for the reader as we listen to lupin's exposition yeah. <laughs> so uh let's get there but first let's do favorite quotes okay i was trying to look mine up do you have yours uh i do i just don't have it open <laughs> Mine is right at the right at the top of the chapter. Um, it was kind of a hard chapter to pick a favorite quote from. I thought it was a lot a lot of scuffles and and sort of like blocking level yeah. chapter. And so it wasn't overly intriguing or pretty the language. But yeah, I no. I really liked this. It's immediately after like after they hear the sound of the axe, they believe Buckbeak's dead, and they're grappling with that. And then the very last rays of the setting sun were casting a bloody light over the long shadowed grounds. Mm. And it just, I mean, I've, I've seen some red sunsets a lot recently because we're in fire season here. And, yeah. and it, 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 I mean, it's a little overwrought, I think to do a red, sun, you know, blood red sunset means blood's been spilled this night. Thank you. J.R.R. Tolkien for that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it's still like, it sets an eerie glow and it emphasizes the point that like it's you're out at a time you shouldn't be something really heartbreaking has happened and when you when you have experienced something so cutting to the core horrifying like that yeah and then you see echoes of it in the world around you i think that's a very real thing of of blood red sun after i just heard an execution yeah oh there was another oh i i meant to do the next sentence after that too then behind them they heard a wild howling oh yeah wraps it all up yeah and it's just yeah you can put yourself there they identify that as hagrid which i guess we don't really know it could be something else yeah but either way if it's if it's keying hagrid like that's heartbreaking yeah that he would and if it's something howl. else it really like it it it's so unsettling there's this eerie red dark distorted moment and there's a loud howling a wild howling it has to be one of those moments where you you think to yourself like this is the sort of thing that happens in a dream like this isn't reality doesn't actually play out like this like Mm -hmm. this is a dream surely this is some weird because everything is like just right like it's almost so cliche in in that sense that it's like no this just seems like something my brain would think up to try and like get those feelings it can't be real you know but it is it's yeah and it's those surreal there are rare moments like that and like like that it's things never work out this coincidentally like of course it can't be real and that's that instant denial of grief yeah, totally. Because you're like, at that point, you're just waiting to wake up. Like, please, please wake up. Like, please. It's sad. What it's about you, sad. Clark? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I guess it's a whole paragraph. Um, a lot of the stuff with Crookshanks, which is kind of annoying because, again, Crookshanks has been brought up so, so many times in this book and in these two chapters, yet no one seems to be like, oh, yeah, and this, like... <laughs> No one is There's just something shifty with this cat, and yeah. no one's identified that. Yeah, except for Ron, really. Yeah, I mean, he's identified in the book that something weird about Crookshanks, but like, like that cat's a menace, and he's out to kill my rat. Yeah, but like, why isn't Lupin's not surprised that there's a cat there? Black's not surprised. Like, nobody's surprised that Crookshanks is there. But why is Crookshanks if that's if it's an animagist? Then why is it even still a cat? Why not become a human again? I just don't get it. I don't get it. Uh like, what's Crookshank's angle here? I really, nobody seems to be fighting it, but it seems to be fighting everyone. And it's just this weird background character that's clearly very important, but just everybody's like, eh, we're, we don't have time for this right now. Let me tell you about when I was a werewolf. <laughs> like, what? Um, but uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, the quote... I guess I liked the quotes about the cat because it was so visual and I could picture it so well in my head. And I guess this is one of those moments on page 342. Uh, Before either of them could say another word, something ginger streaked past Harry. Crookshanks leapt onto Black's chest and settled himself right there, and settled himself there, right over Black's heart. Black blinked and looked down at the cat. Get off, he murmured, trying to push Crookshanks off of him. Like, Crookshanks just, like, in the middle of all of this, Crookshanks just darts up and lays down and just, like, curls up just over his heart. Like, whoa. This cat. At some Pocahontas level. Yeah. Like, intervention. Yeah. Like, 100%. So, it was a very good moment for me visually. I had it just, like, perfectly in my head of, like, Sirius looking down and, like, not swatting the cat and not having this like weird charm moment oh oh you love me like it, it could have been this really kind of weird moment where there was a weird interaction but instead he's just like get get off like what are you doing like get off like this kind of awkward like come come on man well, like, he's very clearly a dog person yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that's true that's true um so i guess i just liked that picture in my head because i felt like it it definitely brought a level of intrigue of like okay these two clearly care about each other but it's not romantic it's not it's it's just weird anyway like really it might just be (laughs) like (laughs) like the cat has been following him a lot like a kid's sister yeah the cat could very well just be a cat (laughs) that just like likes the dog for some reason (laughs) i don't think it is but because it's just been mentioned way too much and it's clearly some sort of important thing but like the way this interaction is yeah it could just be like the cat just likes him i don't know it likes him anyway Hmm. yeah uh chapter 18 Mm -hmm. yes indeed what happens this chapter which is mooney wormtail padfoot and Prongs. Prongs. Ah. Huh. Prongs. How about that? Good old and. Uh, Sirius <laughs> doesn't have much patience for Lupin's exposition, but Lupin's determined to tell Harry and Ron about their childhood childhood brilliance and how Sirius tried to prank Snape with a live werewolf before James rescued Snape. Mm. Snape appears from under the cloak at the end, poised to attack Lupin. Yeah. Wow. 
Good stuff. Lots of fighting. They so mm. the one time that they abandon the invisibility cloak intentionally and give it actual like page time <laughs> it comes back to them normally but the one time they don't really pay attention to where it yeah, is where it's just kind of somewhere yeah which i'm grateful for actually like that was a i i was, was a little a glad to like oh right the invisibility cloak we completely lost track of, like i the narrator lost track of it everyone yeah. lost yeah. track of it except for snape i don't know how much did it good it did them because i thought they heard the footsteps coming yeah there was like a pause and they looked around the room they couldn't quite yeah, Tell they're just like and... yeah, they're just like, well, was someone just came up here. Like, I don't know how much the like invisibility cloak actually helped Snape get an upper hand, but maybe Snape was just stalking Lupin. Could be. Like he wasn't anywhere. He was just stalking Lupin. And Lupin runs after Harry. I and... think I mean, even if he just saw Lupin out a window running in a direction And he's like He hmm, would hundred percent I don't trust that dude. Yeah. Yeah, I really think it is kind of something like that. Like, Snape's just a paranoid guy, and he likes to keep tabs on people. And I don't think he really got smart with the Marauder's map. I don't think he figured out the trick to that. Um, I don't think so either. But he's been very suspicious all book. So I think when he, like, saw Lupin running towards the forest, and maybe he saw the whole dog thing and everything too. But just even, yeah, following Lupin would be enough. Um, it's possible he was also at the execution too. But Yeah, it's just... I think he shows up long before any of Lupin's, like, like halfway into Lupin's exposition or really? so. I don't remember where it is, but there's like, there's some time that he 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 at least. Oh yeah, here it is. Page 352. Lupin broke off. There had been a loud creak behind him. The bedroom door had opened of its own accord. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And then they're like, this place is haunted. And Lupin's like, no, 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 no. I was the one haunting it. Yeah. Okay. I like, forgot about that. And then and then he talks all about what it was like being a, stu- a werewolf and a student at Hogwarts and gets into the prank that Sirius played on Snape. Yeah. And then Snape reveals himself and says, and he's like, exactly. I knew that. But like, <laughs> he's apparently heard all of Lupin's take of what happened, which was Snape was the, or or Sirius was the only one in on this prank. Yeah. I, the werewolf, didn't want to endanger anyone. James didn't heard about it. Yeah. And apparently went in as in, like, not in his animagus form. Yeah. Because he risked his life. uh, there's a Lupin says a line of like he went in and risked his life and as far as we know Snape had no idea that any of them were animagus so otherwise (laughs) they would have been registered a long time ago because Snape would have narked on them real fast so fast yeah and so he so James saves him and the way that the story is told it is not the same way that Snape has understood it of all of these guys banded together to play a deadly trick on me and James chickened out but he like reveals himself like haha yes that's I was there or I, I forget what it is that he, that he even says yeah. at the end but like very like affirming what Lupin said but what Lupin said doesn't seem to be something that would tick Snape off the same way that Snape has been ticked off. 
if you if you're picking up what I'm throwing down. I think so. Yeah. Of like you've sat there and you've listened to the werewolf's tale of what happened and yeah. then why are you still so like sure that Why are you ready to attack Lupin? I guess is my like that's right he says pointing his wand at the werewolf not at the fugitive in the room. Yeah. Or at the rat if he's been listening to anything that maybe that they're that, saying yeah, or like yeah. i don't know he's just like ready to attack lupin who seems to me the least of the worries in the room <laughs> it's or if not the least pretty low down on the list so yeah. i guess i guess that's my question for you like what's snape's end game is snape right is like the person who he has his wand pointed out is that the person they should be worried about or is he totally wrong? And like, what? What's what's his goal? Why is he there? <laughs> what's he gonna goal? do? I mean, it's jeez, I don't know. Snape, I, I don't, I, I can't guess. Snape just showed up out of nowhere and said two things. So like, I don't. He followed them for whatever reason. He saw what happened. Like, He's, I don't know. I just the the fact that he that he has his wand pointed at Lupin over anyone else in the room yeah. has me thinking. Either why are you so far behind or what are you getting that no one else knows? Yeah. Like, were you not listening or, yeah, what what else? I don't know. I don't know. It's really (laughs) – I'm just kind of annoyed at how little (laughs) is actually – I don't know. Like, it's just (laughs) – who knows? Like, Snape doesn't like him. He's been suspicious. We know that he got there by – presumably following Lupin or looking out the window and seeing something or maybe saw the Marauder's Map. I still uh, I don't Maybe he was it. looking around the Shrieking Shack before any of them got there? No. No, no, no. I don't think so. I mean, he but clearly he, used he the invisibility the cloak. cloak. Yeah. yeah. Can that fool the Whomping Willow? I don't Maybe that's why he got past so. the Whomping Willow. I'm trying to think of how he got past the Whomping Willow. Maybe he just threw a rock at the base. I don't know. Uh, I guess, like, Harry and Hermione weren't really intentionally trying to use the cloak to get close to it. So I don't think we've seen anyone try. So I have no idea. Yeah. It's possible. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I I have a question. Um, First of all, they, they don't say much about Harry's dad except for he did risk his life to thing. And they said that he was big enough that he could help handle the werewolf. Um, so his his dad's an elk. <laughs> like, I'm just going to say it. His dad's an elk. His name is Prongs. Uh, I think that ties into the Patronus and why I was thinking of the elk and the Patronus. If you look at the word Patronus, it has, like, P-A-T-R in it. Like, like Patra, like, like father's burden, spirit of your father, something like that. Like, never. Lo- I've never thought of that word broken yeah. down. Yeah. So it's like, uh, well, in hindsight, it kind of is like not the spirit of your father, but like there's there's something about it being passed down or your father having some level of importance to your Patronus and how it embodies itself. That's my guess, at least. Um, so I think that's where I got the whole elk thing, even though they don't explicitly say that. Uh, there is some sort of switcheroo here where Lupin... Huh? I'm trying to think if I should say this now or if I should wait a couple chapters. That's okay. You can wait. Maybe you brought it up. Oh, Um, okay. In archaic Latin, Mm. 
it meant father. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also could mean protector. Yeah, yeah. So, and and then to actually conjure a Patronus, it's expecto Patronum. Oh, so it okay. actually translates to, I I wait for a protector. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I looked up Patronus and broken that down, but I wait for a protector. Yeah, okay. That's kind of cool. That is I neat. Literally never had that question in my mind. <laughs> huh. So should have. That's like yeah. rookie rookie that's that's like some Darth Vader <laughs> level of lack of awareness. Yeah, rolling doesn't do much Darth accidentally. Darth Father, such as it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh but there is this weird moment which I feel like is important. Let's see. Man. Lupin what? Help me out. Oh, there's <laughs> there's a moment where Lupin said like, unless you guys switched or like you something something switched, yeah. and then Sirius just like nodded. Where is that? Yeah, that happened. Um, it's like right after he gets in on page three forty four. Last chapter. But then, why hasn't he shown himself before now? Unless, unless he was the one. Unless you switched without telling me. I wasn't going to highlight that because yeah. it's just so little that it's, it's hard so to even vague. make sense of. But if you want to talk about it, absolutely, let's talk about it. Let's see. Yeah, so that's the last chapter. So it said, but then Lupin muttered. Okay, so context. Uh, Black's face was expressionless. He raised his empty hand and pointed straight at Ron. And then Lupin said, why hasn't he shown himself before? No, unless, sorry. Lupin last Okay, so it says, unless he was the one, unless you switched without telling me. And uh, it said very slowly, a sunken gaze, never leaving Lupin's face, Black nodded. So Black and Pettigrew switched. Somewhere in there, they switched. What did they switch? Uh, What were they doing? Secret Keeper or person who does the dirty work for Voldemort. It could be Voldemort's servant, that, that thing that came up. Um, what is it? The servant of Voldemort? What's the phrasing for Trelawney's prediction? The servant of Lord Voldemort. The servant of Lord, Lord Voldemort. I think it's very possible that they switched. Servant of the Dark Lord? Servant. Is that what it was? It's the name of the next chapter. <laughs> I, I, that um, might not have actually been what she said, though. That, that, that is the name of the next chapter. The servant of Lord Voldemort. The, the, um, the servant of the Dark Lord, I think, is what oh, that been she it. said. Either way, maybe they switched, or he switched with the secret keeper... Or they switched bodies? That could be. Maybe they switched bodies. Um, Do you think he's talking to him like he's Peter Pettigrew, though? Or, no, or at another no. time they switched bodies? At another time they switched bodies, like before the incident. I think he's talking about when all this stuff went down, if they had been switched in some way at that point. I don't know. That felt important, <laughs> that whole moment there. It's like, yeah, no, that matters. That definitely matters. Oh, yeah. There was definitely like... Because Lupin went from on the defensive to hugging Sirius after yeah. that. Yeah. And and the entire mood of the room changes because because he just he, he suddenly could be aligned with the villain. Yeah. It's so weird. Um Okay. So yeah, that moment somebody switched he switched with Peter somehow and then he didn't kill Peter. We know he didn't kill Peter because he said, let me do, like, let me commit the murder 
that I was put in jail for. Like he said that. So like, or sorry, Sirius Black said that. So it's like, okay, so he did not kill Peter Pettigrew. Um, or if he did, he didn't realize that he did. Or yeah, um, and I think he was in prison specifically for Pettigrew, mm-hmm. not and for killing, killing twelve people, but not including Harry's, Harry's parents. Yeah, it was it was after they had died. I think like the next day yeah. or something. It was pretty soon after, something weird but it was like the that. next day on a Muggle street. Yeah, that he just blew somebody up. Yeah. One curse, 12 people dead. Oh boy. Okay. I I'm trying to think of how to wrap this all together. Um <laughs> Like Yeah, what? in in uh. all that exposition, all that painfully slow exposition yeah. that that Sirius is over in the corner like, "Get on with it. I'm ready yeah. to kill someone." Yeah. Like Hurry up, hurry up, like being the voice of the reader of like move it along, folks. Yeah. Don't and then don't wax too poetic about your past. And then you just don't find out anything else. Yeah, and it's it's all like Hogwarts glory days. Yeah. And you have to wonder if Snape hadn't showed up how much longer he would <laughs> Yeah. He would just ramble about that these are He needs therapy. This is what for it sure. was like with my friends yeah, growing up. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's really uh, heartening that it, it seems like they were really good friends to him, to Lupin. That you know they became friends and they noticed that he's disappearing every month and they're too smart to actually buy the bowl that yeah. he serves and and then rather than behaving the way that Ron did, which is as far as we know, they're all wizard born and have a familiarity yeah with wizard culture and ron who's wizard born instant reaction is get away from me werewolf and it seems like that's the world's reaction to werewolves yeah yeah and their response was we love our friend and he's alone and we're gonna spend three years (laughs) and risk our lives like if, if polyjuice potion turned hermione into a cat for six weeks probably yeah. Non-potion related <laughs> animagus skills could be much more yeah. yeah. harmful. And they braved that to join him. Which granted they seem like they're devils and they might have just been like ah, finally an excuse why, to do the thing. Why pick a rat? What if they don't pick? They've got to pick because they purposely picked two things that could take on a wolf or a werewolf. I don't we didn't hear anything about picking. We just no. know that we just know that they were the bigger ones. And he they was were the big, and he was one. small. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. It, Could just it, be. It might. It it might be some sort of spirit animal level. Could be that the Potter Patronus is the same for everyone, like or for everyone in that bloodline. You know, it could just could be, be a hereditary thing. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Um, hmm. And we also don't know if Patronus and Animagus are related. The more I think about it, Crookshanks is just a cat. <laughs> the more I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Crookshanks is just some cat. You must remember that. A cat, a cat is, is still a cat. Just a cat. <laughs> I'm starting to think it was just a cat that was buddy with the dog and they would talk and chill and stuff. Um, however, animals talk. Hmm. Where is my cat? I mean, the cat. Not my cat. Napping in the window. Yeah, it's a good cat. The window is 
cooler than us, apparently. Yeah. I'm cat sitting, guys. Isn't that great? It's such a cute cat. Such a little jerk, but I love it. Oh, it takes naps with me. It like cuddles up. It actually will like push itself further back into me and then put its head on my arm. It's way cute. Uh, okay, let's ask some. Uh, let's throw some more questions out there to figure this out. Okay, who gave Harry the firebolt? Knowing what we know. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Okay, so serious. Doesn't seem like he's trying to win Harry over. That seems fair. <laughs> he's like, yeah, like it seems like but he doesn't seem too violent toward him, though. No, I mean, he doesn't want to kill him, but he's not like, yes, I've been sending you these things, hoping you'd be curious about me and that maybe you'd give me a second chance. Like, it does not feel like he that. He seems way. pretty one track mind. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Sirius has really been thinking about like, how do I win this Harry guy back onto my side? Oh man, I could give him a gift. But, um, but we have also seen giant dogs all around Harry. Yeah, that's true. In it the does alley, right have... after he ran away from home, yeah. in the stands during his Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Out in uh, out on the grounds isn't really around Harry, yeah. but so, so he has been clued in. The one outside the Dursleys is the one that's like. Yeah, but that was big enough that it could be a Grim, which means it could be a werewolf, which means, yeah. Yeah, okay. Grim, dog, wolf. Yeah. Obviously, dog and wolf are different. Yeah. Is the Grim different, or is the Grim, what, the Grim that Harry's been seeing not actually the Grim? Sorry, I think wolf is Grim. Dog is dog, wolf is Grim. So you think he's seeing... Lupin, maybe? I don't know. Um, or it could be serious too. Did I don't know. Trelawney say, "I see the Grim," when really she was seeing either a werewolf or Sirius Black yeah, in Harry's it, future. It could be, and the Grim is just her morbid twist on everything. See, that's the hard part. Is it could be that too? Like, I see a giant dog in your future. Yeah. Usually, when people see a giant dog, there's death because yeah. Grim. Yeah. But in your case, it means giant dog. <laughs> Like, like literally how do you know those dog. nuances you're Trelawney you're full of it I think so. that's exactly what it is where it's like yeah she she was kind of correct you know like it's always those Trelawney little points for trying um Trelawney 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 so <laughs> who gave him the fire you still bolt? like your Arthur Weasley theory I do I like that theory um seems or- pretty strong at this point yeah, or fudge, or I don't know. Could be fudge, because he seems to like Harry. Uh, anyway, I just figured like, okay, now that we've met Sirius Black, does this seem like the guy who would send Harry a firebolt? No, no, it does not. Not to me. Um, he doesn't seem like the guy who will do anything other than try to kill. Yeah, a yeah. rat. Yep. So that's kind of in my mind too. He's out there trying to get his revenge, trying to get whatever, his name cleared, whatever. But he's not trying to win Harry over. He's not trying to get his name cleared. No. He's well. ready to kill Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. If he were out there to get his name cleared, he would be out to reveal Peter Pettigrew in a public enough place That's to true. actually get his name cleared. Yeah, that's a good point. Instead, he just wants to kill him. And then, I mean, Lupin had to fight him back and be like, no, they deserve to know before he dies, which I don't know why you can't just tell him after. But... um. Anyway, this whole thing is weird. I don't know what else to say. I think you can't 
like if if the rat really is Peter Pettigrew, they can't kill the rat and then explain because what if the rat dies in rat form? Does the rat stay a rat? Yeah. Will they ever believe that that rat actually was Peter Pettigrew? <laughs> yeah, and by the way, like, he's the one who yeah did something shifty. Yeah, whatever and it is. He's the actual servant of Voldemort. Yeah. Like you, you, Which in you my mind, that's what it is. Like Lupin's over there saying, no, let's clear Sirius's name, hmm. basically. Yeah. As Sirius is not the one who's focusing Sirius on is that. like, yeah. you know, screw that. What was the phrasing of Trelawney's prediction? The servant of Lord Voldemort will get out. It will happen tonight. It will happen tonight. But does it sneak we'll, out? We'll break free? Mm. The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these 12 years, uh, which actually would be Pettigrew, too. That applies to Pettigrew just as well, because he's also perhaps been stuck in rat form. Uh, and that's maybe the what Sirius did to him, is just trapped him in rat form. That wouldn't surprise me. And people thought he disappeared and they couldn't find any of him except scraps of his clothes because he was a rat. And a finger. And a finger. Oh, yeah. But the finger could have got bit off or fallen off or whatever. <laughs> Fingers fall off? <laughs> it's, I don't know, man. <laughs> there could have been a grapple and some, some, some finger. I guess if that's your logic, you need to check the, like, <laughs> sol- the solid nature of your knuckles. Mm. <laughs> like... You want to check the solid nature of my knuckles? That's a good threat. Uh, let's see. The Dark Lord lies alone and friendless, abandoned by his followers. His servant has been chained these 12 years. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will break free and set out to rejoin his master. The Dark Lord will rise again with his servant's aid, greater and more terrible than ever before. Tonight, before midnight, the servant will set out to rejoin his master. Um, man, if Scabbers... <laughs> if If... Pettigrew got out of this whole attic shrieking shack thing and managed to like get away and escape and they're just like where's the rat and it's just awkwardly not there that's gonna be so awkward um but that's kind of Pettigrew gets out somehow and is helping the dark master so yep yeah so that's I guess that's that's a question for you Trelawney predicted this is Mm -hmm. there is there a chance that Harry Harry will change the outcome yeah, knowing totally. that. Yeah, do I you, think so. So, do you think how will it change from reality? Well, there's no time for Voldemort in this book. Like, we have four chapters left. But we don't. They don't know that, but we know that. Um, First of all, Crookshanks. Second of all, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Second of all, uh, I don't think we need to see Voldemort for this to happen. Yeah. We just need someone to escape. Uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. We don't... Hmm. It could be anyone that... But the, but chained for 12 years? That, in my mind, that's either Pettigrew or Lupin. Unless unless you're reading um, The Dark Lord Will Rise Again with His Servant's Aid as tonight. He will rise again. Is that how you're reading it? That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. Nobody... Yeah. All all we have is The Servant Will Break break free and set out to rejoin his master which i don't think we even necessarily have to see we just have to see the break free yeah and hmm maybe he did break free of hagrid's house i don't this whole thing's weird so many questions um soon and very soon two more episodes yep. you will know yeah 
and probably have more questions. But I wonder if Buckbeak is actually Voldemort. Um, why would he attack Malfoy? Because Malfoy sucks, and everybody knows it. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Dark Lord doesn't yeah, like you. Uh, that, That's, that is a rough <laughs> position to be in. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like I know your parents were my allies, but come on, man. You're just a little priss. Yeah. Hermione yeah. punched you. So Vol- somebody Voldemort kicked you. So either Sirius or Pettigrew need to get out of that somehow. Need to get out of this somehow. Um, or because Snape. Chained up for twelve years. That's no. No one else's need to. No one else needs to escape or break free. Lupin. If it's Snape, Snape leaves. You know, uh, Lupin hasn't been chained up or anything like that. I think it's two. I think it's just the two of them. Pettigrew or Sirius. I'm trying to think of <laughs> people guy. who might be chained. No. Um, okay, remind me real quick, and then I don't know what else to say about this chapter, so we might move on to favorite quotes, unless you have sure. something else. Um, no, that's, I'm tapped. Uh, when Sirius was seen standing above Ron's bed, mm-hmm. was Scabbers still in the picture? Or was Scabbers gone at that point? Or did Scabbers disappear shortly after that? Do you remember? I mean, I can look it up, so you're not spoiling it. <laughs> it's all there somewhere. Because that matters in my mind. Um, I think that's before Scabbers disappeared. Because then after that was the when Ron went up to their dorm and it had been totally ransacked. No, did the ransacking happen before Sirius Black was there? And then there was there were Crookshanks Crookshanks for Oh boy. <laughs> oh golly. I'm gonna flip through some pages here. So I don't remember when I don't remember when the ransacking of their room happens, mm-hmm. but definitely at Christmas Scabbers is still around and the flight of the ha- fat lady happens in the fall. Okay. So and the f- flight of the fat lady so Sirius was just trying to kill Crookshanks when he was in Ron's bed. That's why he was over Ron's bed, right? Or not Crookshanks, sorry. Whoa, Scabbers. Sirius was trying to kill Scabbers. I think that much is what we've figured out this chapter. Okay. Yeah. Kind of seems that way. Um, hmm. Okay. That was a <laughs> that, was, that was a long time well, good talk. trying to find it. But yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and I think that, that is always very convenient that they don't really talk about the wrong bed. They don't really talk about who Sirius was over. Yeah. Yeah. But you always have to pay really close attention to that stuff. That again, not much is done by accident here. But, but like, yeah. And no, the fact that no one really addresses it though, at the time of like, he was over the wrong bed. Yeah. And like, and and we don't have anyone explaining away like, oh, he just like didn't know. Got confused. He picked the wrong bed. This chapter is so short. Well, okay, so nothing to be really derived from that. Um, What were your favorite quotes from chapter eighteen? Mine's on page three fifty one, and it's it's just such a natural like. Harry's getting information overload, and. Amid all that, he has this very natural, like, 
Kali, my friend, is is he marvels at Hermione in the funniest way, and I mm. love it. So um, Hermione's pointing out how rare it is to be an animagus, and and talks about how thorough she's been. Like I didn't see Pettigrew's name on the list when I looked it up because I was interested. And I was doing my homework and this and that, and. Then this quote, Harry had barely had time to marvel inwardly at the effort Hermione put into her homework when Lupin started to laugh. And it's just like, I love how in the middle of all of this chaos, the thought occurs, like he he doesn't really have enough time, but he definitely has a little bit of time yeah, yeah. to be like, man, Hermione is dedicated. Like who looks up all the previous like animages? But that's not the yeah. attitude of it. The attitude isn't like, but d- how, I, who does that? Yeah, it's yeah. it's like, golly, Hermione does a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's there's there's a an impressed quality, not an indignant quality to that quote. Because he's marveling. Yeah, yeah, and I just love it. I love in the middle of all this information, there's enough time for Harry to instinctually be like, she just knows everything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's a good friend. It's a good friend to have. Like someone, first of all, someone who will do that much research, and then someone who will like appreciate that. <laughs> oh yeah, Harry would have been dead three books ago. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. What about you? What's your favorite quote? Uh, so the quote that I like is also on page three fifty one. Um, it's this weird moment of <laughs> Lupin kicking into professor mode. Um, I liked that moment too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where it's like they're all trying to figure out. They're like, "No, it can't be Peter. It can't be any of this." And <laughs> kind of Harry essentially says that to Lupin, and Lupin says, "Why? Why can't it be true?" Lupin said calmly, as though they were in class, and Hermione had simply spotted a problem in an experiment with Grindylows. <laughs> like this again. is definitely sociopath Lupin moment of like. <laughs> There's, yeah. I'm maybe in the room with one or two killers, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, let, let's have a philosophy discussion yeah, instead let's... of dealing with the immediate problem <laughs> of being in the room with one or two killers. Yeah, let's get Socratical right now. <laughs> I did like that moment, though. I liked how it clearly shows uh, how dedicated how dedicated he is to not teaching kids what to think but how to think yeah yeah like that's a really good teacher quality yeah let's break this down and i like that it again gives more props to hermione before your quote even comes around because it's like yeah hermione spotted the problem in the experiment it's as if hermione had spotted a problem because you know she would be the type to call something out and be like wait this doesn't make sense based on what you told me and you'd be like well okay let me push back against that yeah Yeah. because like you're hermione you're thinking like I, i just like that they singled her out but not in an insulting way because she spotted something in the first place, props to her, but she also would spot it in such a way that would elicit that response of like, well, what? Okay. Yes, but why? You know? So it just, that quote just works on so many levels for me because yeah, we see that Lupin kicks into this calm state when he's trying to explain something when, when he's teaching, he's kind of in his element and he kind of really buys into it when he's there. And also it tells you a little bit about who, who Hermione is and a little bit about who Harry is. It's just a very revealing quote. And it's really like we've been in his classroom several times this book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think that this is the moment that shows best what his teaching style is. Yeah. Like we and and how 
inherent it is to him and also how familiar that teacher-student relationship has become to him that even in this really stressful confusing situation he is he he falls back on like this is how i deal with these kids and Mm -hmm. also these kids are smart and yeah. I, I don't need to tell them things like yeah. we can work this out. It's like you've heard what you need to hear. Okay, let's go. Like <laughs> you know this, you've studied this. Um, I just really like Lupin. Yeah, he's just a really awesome character. Yeah, it's kind of neat how in this moment when he calms down, uh, I guess you could call him maybe like Cool Hand Loop. Anyway, working on that one. Uh, <laughs> the head is on the desk. Alyssa, come back. <laughs> Uh, you should let us know how wrong Clark was to make that joke at WordstruckPod <laughs> on Twitter. You could also just message me directly. Just call him out at Clark Hodges no, on Twitter. Yeah, send me a high five emoji for that awesome pun. Uh, and stand in solidarity with me at Alyssa Small. Mm. Uh, you can also send your strongly worded email about why Clark shouldn't have made that joke <laughs> at wordstrokepodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to hear me make a lot more jokes that just should never be made, make sure to check out our special feature on 20 Minutes of Banter um, at secretweaponproductions.com where we find podcasts. Thanks and, for uh, tuning uh, in. I also wanted to ask if all oh. y'all could... Uh, uh drop us a review mm-hmm. feel free to give us a one star for that joke that you just made That's or if, I've, I've if made worse. everything else that we do uh balloons it a little bit mm-hmm. just you know let us know how we're doing we'd yeah. love to hear from you yeah and make sure you know when you give us you know a rating just kind of like think in your head like five stars to wordstruck like give us like the 50 points to gryffindor treatment <laughs> you know Make and it a special moment. A million points to Dumbledore and five stars to Wordstruck. There we go. <laughs> See? That's all you need. It'll feel good. And you'll try and say a different star and it just won't feel as good as five stars. So you should just stick with that. Why not, right? Anyway, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.